Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody Podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm okay. So we are at episode five. Yep. And today our topic is personality traits. Yes. Um, I'd like to start out by thanking everyone who's listening to our podcast. Yes, thank you. And if you're not sure where to find us, you can go to iTunes and search on Peanut Butter and Jody, and you can also find us on Google Play. Wow. Okay. So we are out there, and additionally, you can go to peanutbutterandjody.com, and that'll bring you right over to our wonderful Podbean site. Podbean mm-hmm. is our wonderful hosting company. Nothing to do with coffee? Not a bit. Nothing to do with coffee. Okay. So, we are here to talk about our traits and personalities. What do you think about this topic? Well, I think between the two of us, we have very similar traits. You think we have similar traits? But we also have traits that balance each other. Give me an example of something that would balance each other. (laughs) Well... When you have a lack of self-control. What do you mean, a lack of self-control? Like the Hulk in a fight. I try to be empathetic. Yeah, empathy. To the people that are subjected to that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can understand. I I probably tend to be... uh, I'll, I'll put this... Uh, it is easy as possible. I'm a fucking lunatic on occasion. Um, I can sometimes tend to go a little overboard, which is probably um, a personality trait of mine that I struggle with. And uh, I've I've discussed this in therapy, actually. Yes, we went together. Um, to try to find ways to deal with that little... That little spark inside of me, and then we're not talking about Figment from Disney World either. Um, it's a spark of insanity. Well, I know that when we were dating, it was really bad. Well, I, you're not you're like, not the first, by the way. I'm just going to throw it oh, out there. I wasn't the first. No, unfortunately, you were not my first. Oh. You're not the first to uh, experience the my rat. insanity. No, I, I, I recall, <laughs> and I've probably mentioned this to, to folks before. Um, I recall sometimes, probably between the ages of, I'd say, 17 to like, uh, okay, 40 something. Um, <laughs> I've had the, the occasional um, explosion, if you will, of, in, in a very bad way. Um, I, and I can go back to one of the earliest episodes. Um, I was dating a girl. Oh, I was, boy. Is I was, this the tree story? 
Yeah, it's a tree story. So we're at a local restaurant <laughs> uh, in the Northeast called Friendly's, which is an ice cream spot. They're not everywhere, but their frozen products are probably I didn't know everywhere. That. I, I, didn't don't, re- I don't think they're everywhere. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's kind of like White Castle's is not in the South. Okay. It's the same kind of deal. I, I think Friendly's might be a Northeast phenomenon, like the diner. Okay. Um, so I recall a time we were at Friendly's and we got into a, a bit of a tiff. You and I got into one, too. Was it at a Friendly's? Yes. Or we were going to a Friendly's. That's when I uppercut you. Okay, take note. Friendly's, stay the hell out. <laughs> Not Friendly's. <laughs> yeah, it's unfriggin' friendly to me. Um, yeah, I would like your friggin' Sunday. Um, so, but we're at Friendly's. We got into a little bit of tiff as we're leaving Friendly's. That's not me. No. Okay. No, so this is with the girl I was dating at the time. Wow. okay. And I recall two things. I recall taking my keys and throwing them into the middle of a highway. You did that with me as well. And then headbutting a tree. You didn't do that with me as well. So I'm standing there. It's like a Saturday night. And Saturday night at Friendly's was... It was a, you know, there was a lot of people back in the day, you know, we're talking about, you know, like 1987, um, you know, there, so there's quite a few people in friendlies at the time and I'm standing there like a jackass with little bits of bark hanging <laughs> off my knobby head. Why would you head butt a tree? Pure rage. <laughs> she probably just said something like your shoes untied and I just went, boom, that was it. Um, so I've been battling that particular trait you have. Um, forever. You've, you've gotten better. Uh, I remember we were dating and we got into a fight outside of my parents' house because that's where I was living. And you threw the keys out into the middle of the road and then proceeded to tell me that you threw them, can't find them. And my response was, good night. I'm going in. Didn't I go and kick the ground? No, that you was a punched. Time. The, Did I punch something? You punched the uh, the vent in your Amigo. So you oh. had net, you you busted the air conditioning vent in the front. So I broke a car and threw the keys. So <laughs> note number two: don't have any keys ever. <laughs> and, and I'm still here. You're still here, and I still still currently have keys. No longer have the Amigo or the old girlfriend, and no longer. Are you sure? Well, you never know. Um, but I don't um I don't explode like that anymore. I think I've um or or as little no. as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned to kind of um control that particular trait. Um so I would say on, on my list, my top three traits uh, of mine that are bad, I would say mm, yeah, it's probably one at the top. Okay. What do you think of of my list uh, of of bad traits? You? Or, um, or my top the top three list of traits about me? What would be your number one trait? My number one trait. Oh, that's really hard. Um, I can tell you what I think your number one trait is. <laughs> and and I can't say. I'm afraid. Hot and delicious, because that's not a trait. It's not a personality <laughs> that's trait. That's actually a McDonald's trait. Oh, hot and juicy, like Wendy's. Like Wendy's, yeah. yes. But I would say, um, when we're talking about personality traits, the first thing that pops into my head about you is compassion. Okay, all right. Uh, you are probably, 
unequivocally the most singularly compassionate human being I've ever met. Oh, that's sweet. And that's the, it is the absolute truth. Aww. You are always willing to go the extra mile to lend a hand, um, to comfort those that you don't even know in some cases. True. Um, and I, I think that's an incredibly rare thing. Um, and, Thank and you. watching that from, the outside looking in, I have a great amount of respect and admiration for that. And I think it's just an unbelievable, if I, if I, if I could take anything from you, it would be that because I don't give a fuck about anybody generally. Well, your children. Uh, okay. Children, present company and my dog. And uh, close friends. You care about them. I do have a handful of very close friends, um, that I would do anything for. Um, but you know, it my, my, my nuclear group is so small. I don't have a gazillion friends. I don't um, either. You know, and, and as much as I might participate in social media and things like that, I don't necessarily have the the personal connection to people that I may have known 20, 30 years ago. It's nice to see that everybody's cool and everything. And But but it's it's, you know, there's so much distance and so much time and everybody's such a different person now that it'd be very difficult to to say, well, yeah, we're really like legit friends. So my circle is extremely small and, and I'm good with that. I'd rather treat a small number of people exceptionally well than have a large number of people who are disconnected. I completely agree with that. So you think that that's I'd say that's my... your number one. Okay. So your number one It could be good, is... bad, and ugly. Whatever the well, most dominant trait is. You're... You know, you're a very caring person, which kind of goes along the compassion route, but you're very caring. Like, you're very, um, this is really hard, Um, because there's so many wonderful traits about you. Um, You're very devoted. I think that would be number one, very devoted. And you are like a pit bull, for those that have pit bulls, you... um, Really look at the angry American dog, yeah, yeah, right, or the Miami rapper. (laughs) Which pit bull are we talking about here? We do love our our pit bull, Chelsea. Oh, she's a she's our our grand pit bull. Is she a grand pit bull or what is she? What's she called? Yeah, yeah, she'd be our grand puppy. Yeah, she's an awesome pup. Yeah, she is. But I would say, Chelsea girl, you're very devoted, you're very dependable. And like a herpes flare up. And you're very comfortable. Wow, I'm very comfortable. You are. That's a very like a like uh, a fuzzy blankie. Like yeah. You're Aww, like a snuggie. That's, that's very nice. You're a snuggie. Hopefully I last longer than the five dollar snuggie. It wasn't five dollars. I don't okay, know where, where you got yours. Bought on TV, it's a snuggie. <laughs> five dollars. I want the what leopard the, print snuggie, please. I want the sack. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, to go along with my other sack. <gasps> okay, so they would be your three good ones. Wow. So so for you, I've got um, compassion mm-hmm. is, is number one. Yeah. Um, this is hard. Yeah, it really is. We, we, we should have like prepared before, but we yeah, thought but we're going to do this right on kinda, the fly. You kind of have to go on the fly, though. Um, your wit is a personality trait. Um, Because I'm quirky. 
Yeah, I think you have a really interesting view of things, and um, I, I have a great appreciation for for your humor and your your ability to to appreciate humor of all kinds, off humor, which is funny thing because you know you on the surface a lot of people can think that you are you know this super conservative mom and all this they other do. stuff. They do. Um, you know, you, you're a churchgoer, went to Catholic school your whole life. And, mm-hmm. and on numerous occasions, there have been been friends of ours and family members that have, have said, you know, oh, we don't we don't really want to offend Laura because, you know, we're about to say some off color thing. And they have no idea sometimes um, just how <laughs> in the dirty depths your your <laughs> mind can go. <laughs> They, they really don't. And, and I, I, <laughs> but I find it very interesting, though, that that's sometimes the observation about you um, is that that you're Miss Squeaky Clean, when in reality, that's not the case. And I, I love that about you, that you can you can um, you can kind of go off the deep end a little bit with how far your humor can go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have that side to me, which is probably why I go to church. To pray for my soul. Wow. Well, I'm not even gonna gonna go into a church you know, and start Sw- praying for mine. <laughs> when Sweeney Todd is one of my favorite movies, we know there's something wrong. Yeah, she just snickers crazily when people's throats get cut. You know, remember I, just, I did that video with the Alex and Shreya where we would sing the words and pretend to. Wasn't there a bloody French fry or something? Yeah, that was me and Christian. Or a hot dog. A, was that Weenie Todd? Yeah, that was, was Weenie Todd with the ketchup as blood. Yeah, and so we this is. It. Yeah, yeah, and this is something you do with your two year old. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that's. that's yeah, Listen, I had, to balance out, I had to balance out the Zach Efron song he was singing from High School Musical. Got to be a balance. Yeah, that's, that's like a good versus evil debacle right there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there, there, there's got to be like little demons and angels on everybody's shoulders when this stuff is going on. But you know what's funny? Uh, as, as quirky and, you know, I like this dark stuff. And we go to see It on Friday night, which was so good. Spectacular fun. Oh, and um, made a buttload of money, too. It did. And Thank it deserved God, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy was so good. Out, what was his name? Skarsgård. One He's of the one 50 of the million. 50 Skarsgårds, yeah. yeah. I think it's Frusenglajen Skarsgård. <laughs> He's the, the son of Hüttenflatten Skarsgård. There's 50 Skarsgårds, and they're all in movies, too. What are the odds of that, okay? I can't get more than, like, 50 people to listen to my beautiful podcast <laughs> But if your name is Skarsgård and you come from somewhere in the freaking Netherlands somewhere. Skarsgård land. Forget it. They'll just throw money at you and say, act for me, Skarsgård. Hey. Show he was, me your flutenklappen. <laughs> he was really good. He was really good. He was good. really good. Yeah, um, it, was, it was an excellent film. They only It only cost $35 million to make it or something like that. Yeah, and I it made know, like $125 million or something. But, you know, it's hard for me because I only have one of my three that like horror. And being that, you know, they're raised by me, you think that all of them would like horror. He likes Friday the 13th, my son, which is like, oh. Yeah, but, I mean, I, it, it's okay no. because I guess it's to me it's an entryway. If he can... I thought that was scary as heck in no, 1980. Whatever. Even when I was 11, I like did not think that was scary. Hey, listen, when Kevin Bacon had that little thing come through his throat, oh. 
and Jason jumped out of the water at the end, even though I saw the ripple come under the boat. Hey, sorry if I ruined it for all you, but there was a ripple coming under the boat. We knew that freak was jumping out of the water. Um, I you was scared Wait, to death. I just, I just want to stop. I know we're, we're kind of getting away from topic, but Christian brought up a good point. That's my, that's our son. He's our youngest. He's our youngest. Youngest and of 87. He said, he said, why did Jason never age? Why did Jason, he was a little boy when he died. Excuse me. Take that back. Start over. He was a little boy when he died. But when he became a killer, he was an adult male. So when he jumped out of the water, that. he was a fully grown guy. No. When he was in the water and jumped out, he was a little kid. When he was going around killing everybody with the mask, he's a full grown man. Explain that. Well, because it was actually his mom doing the killing. However. No. Yeah. Well, in the first movie, it was his mom. In the yeah, but she yeah, but the ones after that, he was a full grown man. I so thought you should, died. I thought when you died, as you a were, little you kid, were. you stopped growing. Yeah, no, not with Jason. That is a really Christian brought that up. That's fascinating. I never ever thought of that mm-hmm. because in the first movie, you could explain mm-hmm. it away because it's the mom. Yeah. After that, how do you explain it away when it's actually the kid? I don't know. No one ever questioned it either, which is interesting. So anyway, wow, I'm done talking about that. But so your third, we were, I think we were on oh, the, my third? your third trait. Okay. Um, I w- I'm going to go with this one and I'm, I'm going to give it, give it to you. Along with that, that wit you have comes a oh, uh, healthy dose of sarcasm. Okay. That's a bad. Well, uh, it depends on the context. So if I go back early in our relationship, I recall we had a little tiff somewhere, and um, I kind of said, you're not going to do that to me, and stomping my feet and throwing on my shoes and getting ready to bolt out because your sarcastic wit was a little on the heavy side. Well, it was always my way of dealing with situations, especially in high school. I was queen of sarcasm. Do you think that kind of was a little bit of a... Like a, your way of kind of controlling situations? Absolutely. Yep. Because so, people, honestly, and I, I dealt with it, it's difficult to fight back against it because you're, you're, um, you're like a little pit bull in that respect because when you come at somebody. Yeah, darling. When you come, back, come at someone in the midst of, of some sort of a tiff or, or an argument or something, um, it's a defense mechanism. And it's very hard to fight you because it's coming so fast and so furious. I am fast and furious. The fast and the furious. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. That's my Vin Diesel I like impression. Vin Diesel. Stop it. Hey. Listen. Let's go back to our attractive men site. Attractive men list. Attractive men list? Mm-hmm. You mean um, Danny McBride? <laughs> Richard Keel? <laughs> no. Go back to episode four and listen to this list, folks. Um, your, your perfect men are awaiting. Peter Dinklage. I was just watching uh, Vice hey, Principals uh, today, Peter by the Dinklage way. has a really good cranial ridge. He does. Let's talk about that. He does. Uh, I'm waiting yeah. around for the unsullied. Listen, he has facial hair. Uh, well, good for him. I have very sparse facial hair, except but, right know, around my mouth. Like I said, the one thing that wasn't mentioned in that list was an accent. Uh, well, 
you know, I mean, uh, I remember you told me one time that, you know, you wish I had an accent and I went into my, my, uh, best Mongolian and I'm not sure what kind of accent you were looking no, for. No, it didn't work. See, so accents are, are, are maybe, uh, maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Depends on your accent. I guess you have to specify which type of accent. So it has to be a jolly British accent. Not some snarly Liverpool accent. Uh, yes. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, but Or some outer Mongolian accent. Yeah, or per- perhaps uh, some Malaysian. <laughs> should I throw that out there for you? <laughs> no. Perhaps I should speak some Senegalese. Little, little of my, for my uh, little, little African. <laughs> I, could, I could go off on that too. That's fine. Um, so I would go still say that your sarcastic wit would be uh, the number three. And I'm surprised that on your list of positive, the three. You didn't, yeah, but I didn't get to do yours. You gave, you gave a couple of things up front. You gave a couple. Um, and you didn't put my perfect wit and humor there either. Or my, um, my uh, venerable anger. That's a bad one. It is, but it's okay in thinking about somebody's traits to talk about, you know, everybody has goods, bads, and uglies of all their traits, you know, yes. and, and you kind of have to, um, take the good, you take the bad, God. you take them all. And then you had <laughs> the facts of life, <laughs> the facts of life. <laughs> okay. Mrs. Garrett, let's talk. Um, but but everybody's gonna have good. <laughs> you're laughing. You're gonna have good, bad, and ugly traits. They had her on Family Guy. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett, right? Yeah. yeah. Our son is on a Family Guy kick, and that show. I'm sorry, Seth MacFarlane is a genius. He, he is. just is. His genius streak pretty much ended with this new show that he just put oh, out. Oh, I heard it's bad. Well, anyway, we'll let that go. Yeah. So, um. But it's okay to list, you know, I think everybody, when you, we talk about traits, and I think we both actually started to do that in the very beginning when you say, okay, well, tell me, tell me my top three traits. And we search for the good things when in reality, I think that some of the, some of the bad ones um, would probably make the top of the list because I think anyone that knows me would be very hard pressed to say that, um, that occasional temper even though it doesn't happen all that often those who've witnessed it would probably put it on their list and it would be very high all right so do you want your three bad traits you can give me my three bad traits okay sure they don't have to be good traits and bad traits just top traits okay well we were going to do the the good the bad and the ugly i don't think we need to do nine traits i I think do six okay did your three good and i could do your three bad Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Here it comes. Swing away, sister. Okay. So one of your quote-unquote bad traits is, well, we went through your temper. Okay. That would be high on your list. That's one. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second bad trait would be, drum roll, would be the fact that you don't listen to me all the time when I'm talking to you because your face is in your phone. Sorry, I was looking at Facebook. What were you saying? (laughs) 
And your third bad trait is, I, I don't really know what your third, oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, that sometimes money's good and sometimes money's bad. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, you'll complain that we're spending 20 cents over in the food store, but you'll buy a $1,000 guitar. So, $1,000? That's on the cheap side. I, well. I don't cheap out like that. So, But then the good end of that is that I get that. Whatever my heart desires, you will buy. You know, so do you think that that's driven by um, no. fiscal responsibility or just my mood? Your mood, absolutely. I'll tell the kids that. Dad's in a good mood. Hit him up now. She has said that. And she also <laughs> she's also said that, uh, you know, I should, um, you know, the kids should have you ask on their behalf because I'll always say yes to you. Absolutely. Because you're, you're the weakness. I, yes, I am. I'm, I'm the pepper to your Tony Stark. Wow, yeah, and I'm, I'm a... Uh, a vulnerable mess like he is, albeit with an arc reactor. And he started drinking, so. Well, somebody has to. Yeah, I found a, a, that wine, <laughs> by the way, was, was very good. Uh, we got, you know, Laura tends to drink these apothic, apothic wines, which are blended wines. So mm-hmm. they're not necessarily a particular varietal for those who are, who are sipping on the, on the vino. Um, and she will lean toward, um, you know, the whites because they don't have high amount of tannins and they don't want to leave you a headache and all this other stuff. And um, I'm probably not a white wine drinker generally, but, you know, I don't also want to go, you know, off the deep end and drink something crazy. But um, Apotha came out with this wine that you saw. Yep. And it's called Inferno, Apothic Inferno. It's a limited edition wine, which means they're going to charge you more and then they're going to take it off the shelves, even though they have mass amounts in storage someplace. Probably. So they can re-release it. It's kind of like the Disney vault. <laughs> Here, we're going to put out Dumbo. No, we're going to put it in the vault. Here, we're going to put out Dumbo. <laughs> Extra special edition. No, we're going to put Dumbo in the vault. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen with the Apothic Inferno wine. But the Apothic Inferno wine is a super dark red wine, blended wine. Mm-hmm. So um, and and it's also aged sixty days in a whiskey cask. Yep, which is very cool. And when I smelled it, I smelled just a hint of whiskey there. You don't really taste it, but the for a red wine, it's very smooth, very flavorful. Yeah. So there, a little plug for Apothic. Mm-hmm. I love Apothic, my favorite wine. We should get them as a sponsor. If they want to send me anything, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, we should We should talk to them. I say, yeah. listen, Apothic, mm-hmm. I need a, a sample and a snifter of your latest delicious mm-hmm. Bordeaux. So good. I'm not a big wine drinker, but this is the one that I found I like. Yeah. So. Um, All right. So. So those are... Um, my baddies. Mm-hmm. And, so, your, and your goodies. And my goodies. I have lots of goodies. Uh-huh. And lots of baddies. Um, I still always go back to that anger one, though. I think that would top anybody's list. And you know what you do? What do I do? You have a habit of 
going to explode or say something before I have a chance to actually say what I'm going to say. You have this whole preconceived notion in your head of what I'm going to say. So I'm thinking way ahead, which actually, you know, what's funny is that that... that Not funny. That, well, not haha funny, um, but that particular trait, the me jumping the gun and making assumptions about what you're going to say or what's going to happen and all this other stuff um, permeates every facet of my life, actually. You know, I tend to um, to make assumptions, jump to conclusions, and try to to battle based upon those conclusions before anything has ever happened. Which is bad. It's very bad. And it actually messes me up um, in a lot of different ways because I don't, I'm so, I'm so busy sometimes, you know, if it's, if it's not, take it out of the context of anger, but I'm sometimes I'm so busy um, thinking about tomorrow that I'm not living today. And, and it's the same, it's the same trait, just not, um, in the context of anger, though. But you're right. I mean, in, in the context of, of, a, of a fight, um, yeah, I will jump to those conclusions and I will jump in and I will cut you off before you ever have a chance to say a word about I will it. Cut you off. I will cut you like a fish. <laughs> um, but I would do that. I, I would like to say something about myself. Okay, because I would have, aside from sarcasm, right? I would have, I would be hard pressed to find. A lot wrong. Oh God! I, I'm I'm being dead serious too because I can't because I don't I wouldn't even know if I would classify it as a trait. I mean, sarcasm <laughs> is certainly something that you have. Um, your um, you have a, a a little bit of a it's not a not a lack of accountability because you're a very accountable person, but there's a um a, a stubbornness you have. Um, like where you're never wrong and you, you very rarely say you're sorry. You are so wrong. See, and you never say you're sorry or it's very difficult. I do. When I say I'm sorry, it means a lot because you know, I don't do it. Doesn't mean you're not wrong. It just means you're not admitting to it. Uh, Well, I admit if I was wrong. I think you couldn't say anything there. (laughs) She just went, she went, oh, but, uh, oh, oh. Well, usually you're wrong. I, well, that's, again, what my grandfather had said. Mm-hmm. Can't have two givers in a relationship, can't have two takers. So just assume well. that you're always wrong and accept accountability. Yeah. And and, and a lot of times, um, you know, it's it's possible to do that. But I think that anger part of me takes over and makes that impossible. Because I will have a impossible. tendency to, I'll have a tendency to want to, that was for to, Alex. To fight uh, and make a point. I sang my impossible from Oh, Cinderella. I heard it. I was, I was on a rant. I was, li- I was ignoring you what you were saying. You were not listening to me. Oh, good. Um, but, um, you know, so, I, but I would be really hard-pressed, back to the point, I'd be a little hard-pressed to really say anything beyond those things. Okay. You know, as far as negative traits. Um. You know, I, you don't really have too many negatives. Yeah, I think I, I, wow. I think I have more negatives than you have negatives. You are right. <laughs> See, she's always right, and I'm always wrong. <laughs> but no, I'm I right said- in this case. <laughs> um, but one of the things 
that in the context of relationships that I think is important to talk about is um, when something goes down, right? And those negative traits come out or they want to come out. Mm -hmm. Little things are going to happen throughout your life um, that are going to challenge you. Um, We've had challenges like that. But when these things happen, um, you know, the good doesn't come out um, first. Like we're in, we're in the midst of a discussion and the discussion gets heated. Um, the bad ones are going to come out first. You know, you're, you're going to start slinging hash and, uh, and I'm going to be popping off it. Slinging hash. Yeah. I, what an expression that is. Yeah. I went back to the twenties for that one. <laughs> um, yes, you'll be, you'll be slinging some hash my way <laughs> my- and, and popping open a phosphate at the same time, drinking a cold sarsaparilla. That's what they said on the Carousel of Progress. But, but in the context of those fights, um, you will go to most people will will kind of go to the lowest common denominator when the fight's happening, right? So your bad traits are going to battle my bad traits, okay? And my bad traits um, will usually result in something broken, you know. Um, so it's not always the answer. Um, but I think one of the things that that people can do, the kind of takeaway from this kind of a, of a thing, is that um, pick your battles. Pick so, your battles, even when you're a parent with your kids, you got to pick your battles. Um, yeah, you have to kind of suppress that trait a little bit, you know. So if if I feel like, and I've been working on this forever, by the way, uh, if I feel like I'm going to explode. I'm better off stepping off um, and, and kind of, you know, counting to 10 or whatever, whatever thing you use to keep your bad traits uh, from roaring to the surface um, because it's not, it's not going to make things better, but to control the situation because, you know, they always say cooler heads will prevail. So, That's you know, true. pick your, pick your battles. I mean, everybody has seen situations where, um, you might have a kid, uh, you know, a, a kid that you know, and um, the kid's dad may may be a bit of a an abuser, or, or or something like that. I've heard various stories over the years of situations like this where it could be that you know the kid stole something from a store, or the kid just opened up a door too loud, and the crazy dad's reaction is the same. Know what I mean? There's no control, no filter. Dad explodes. Boom, here it comes. Um, so, you know, in a situation like that, even though we're putting it in the context of an abusive situation, um, you know, that person who's being agitated for whatever the reason and taking it out in this horrendous way is not picking the battles. Right. You know what I mean? The same level of, of you know, of vigor is being put into that squeaky door as is being put into, you know, the kids stole a car. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that applies a lot to, to real life. So I think you have to kind of pick the battles. And I think I try to, to do that a lot uh, now because we're constantly challenged by stuff. Well, you know what, as, as a parent, uh, you know, I always make a rule with my kids that, 
I'm not going to be the parent that goes through your phone or goes through stuff in your room because privacy is a very important thing for everybody. But give me a reason to be going through your stuff, and that will be a battle. So it has to be over something big. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to, to, to you know, over-exaggerate your bad trait, you know, upon a situation that doesn't really warrant it. You know what? And there's, there's another thing that you come across as a couple, and I, even as a parent, I guess, is that when you get into a fight and the person says to you, I don't know why you're upset. Why is this upsetting you? When you try to explain that, me being upset is my emotion, has nothing to do with your perception. So I think that's important, too. If somebody's upset, you have to kind of figure out why are they upset? What did I do or what was said to upset them, not judge them? Yeah, because I think actually by judging them, um, by making a comment like that, by kind of saying, well, you know, I don't know why you're so angry. It actually is just inflaming the situation. Or why are you crying? Yeah, why are you crying? You know, it, it, it it's really only going to make things worse at the end of the day. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's actually a really great takeaway uh, from this is that, that you have to kind of um, respect the other person's emotions in the midst of this conflict, which is not easy. So. So Which then, means somebody has to be backing down in order for that to ever work. Correct. So so there has to be a cooler head. If everybody is all inflamed, nothing's going to work. So if you're battling over something, some 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 bit of minutia somewhere, somebody dropped a, a piece of paper on the ground and minutia. people are going to flip out. Minutia is the word of the I'm week. I'm going to get a book of all these great vocabulary words that you spout. Yeah, and it's like all they're all M words too. What was the other one? Was it modality? One was, was an it, acne medication. Was it Murad? Murad. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, myriad. That's what was the word. <laughs> <laughs> Murad is an acne medication. <laughs> myriad is a word. <laughs> okay, so I also want to say that if you come, we've been there, where you come to a point where neither one can see the other point of view, the other's point of view, that's when you have to call a professional in. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong um, with seeking help. No. Um, you know, step- or taking a medication to kind of chill whatever, you out a little bit. Whatever the tool you require to keep you balanced and on point, um, these are all just tools. So, you know, we would never disparage anyone who's seeked uh, who's seeking professional help. Um, I think that therapists and counselors and uh, and psychiatrists, uh, psychiatrists and and people uh, in in that whole field have a real stigma attached to them. I mean, I know historically they'd always had a tremendous stigma attached to them. Anyone that's gone to a, a psychiatrist or a therapist, oh, they've got problems. They've got skeletons in their closet. They're going to cut heads. No, that's not necessarily the case. Is that what they're doing is they're taking a proactive step and seeking tools to allow them to deal with life's battles and crises Mm-hmm. And try to 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 take proactive steps to deal with all the stressors that they have going and on. And you know what? I think if that doesn't work, you could have a Pokemon battle 
and you can call Ooh. out Charmander and Pikachu. And, and they maybe can, that will help. They can duke it out for you. <laughs> no, but I agree. You really need, you really need, in some cases, a, a therapist or you know well, so, that some can help. some mediator in some cases, especially if you have a scenario where um, there's there's no resolution. Um, well, that was what was going on with us. We yeah. were not seeing eye to eye with how we would resolve a situation. So we went to a therapist and she basically said, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And and it helped a yeah, lot. And really what we got out of that session was um, we needed a tool uh, in order to how to deal with a fight. Um, so, so, no, not a fight or any, any conflict, any conflict. Right. Yeah. So we needed tools to be able to know when to say when, when to step off, when, when to step out, um, how to, to stay cool in an inflammatory situation. Well, I, you know, my therapist told me to get a stripper pole. Uh, I'm just saying, I think that's an odd thing. World's best therapist. Throwing it out there. <laughs> Which goes with the openness to experience things. That's another trait. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I'm open to that experience. Hands, I, gentlemen, listen, stripper poles. I would, I would hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, I'd bust a hip on a stripper pole. How first do you explain of all, it to my son. <laughs> but, but let's be honest. Me on a stripper pole. You can imagine it, okay? I flip myself around. I'm upside down. My legs are in the air. That thing's going to look like a freaking toothpick between my butt cheeks. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it would it would be a very ugly scene with it me on a stripper pole. For you, I would have to be involved. You know how I am. I have to take over the stripper pole. Stripper pole becomes mine suddenly, and then it gets torn out of the wall under the stress of my weight. That's how it goes down. I wind up in in a hospital with a stripper pole up my hiney hole. <laughs> And you imagine that I'm in the emergency room, um, doctor. Wow, that could fit up there. Uh, well, based upon the size of the things that come out, I think a stripper pole going up <laughs> is likely. Huh. Lube or no lube? Um, I would hope to God there's lube. <laughs> but you think about it. Imagine you walk in the hospital, um, doctor. There's a man with a stripper pole in his anus. I would be on the news. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. For personality trait, I, I'm, I'm going to go away from that whole thing because that's going down a really weird road. No pun intended. But, but we can reel that back to your stripper pole experience. Okay. We're not. I didn't have that. Oh, darn it. Okay. Uh, Wish list number one, <laughs> stripper pole. Um, are you an extrovert or an introvert? Depends on the situation. That's me as well. Yeah. I think... um, I've seen you as an introvert. Yeah. And and there are times where I I could be introverted. And in the right scenario, the right mix of things. And it seems like for me, it's something that happens over time. So, for instance, if somebody comes over or a couple comes over and we sit down and we have dinner and and things are going on and there's no alcohol induced in this for me, by the way. He's generally, most more often than not, I'm not drinking. Correct. Um, Correct. But over time, the filter comes off and you'll feed me 
um, you know, a line or something and I'll go down some road, but by kinda the end, like this. Yeah. By the end of the night, I'm kind of bouncing off the wall. So that, that kind of happens. So I, I would say that I'm a little of both. Um, I, it's, it's all contextual, completely contextual for me. 100%. And I, and I think for you, I think you, you put it out there more than I do. Which goes back to the stripper pole. No. Stripper pole. No. Putting out on a stripper pole. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty much an extrovert, but sometimes I want to be an introvert. I don't like, t- I don't like mingling. I don't like socializing. I want to be, I don't want to be on all the time. People expect me to be this happy, chatty person. And sometimes I just don't feel like it. Yeah, that I can understand too, because also when I was in high school, I'll go all the way back to high school. I was one of those funny guys. Um, me and another friend of mine is a guy named Joe. Um, we were the funny guys. Okay. Um, and it, it, it's very hard. It was easy in high school, you know, because you're kind of on the spot. You're surrounded by your friends and, and yeah, it's, it makes complete sense to suplex your friend in a hallway. No problem. <laughs> Um, did you do that at work? Sure. I, I wish. (laughs) Um, but you know, um, it's nowadays though, it's a lot harder to be put on the spot and to kind of be expected to be that funny guy. Okay. Um, you know, because naturally I don't think, I think that I'm, I'm witty and reasonably funny, but I don't, I don't think that it's. I can turn it on and turn it off anymore. Yeah, because it's not natural. It isn't natural. And, and which is interesting because if you think about this fact, just looking at humor as a, as a topic, um, many, many people who are funny for a living are very depressed in real life. Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, I think that they would all battle that because they have to be the funny guy to make a living. Larry uh, David? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't know, but but historically, funny those funny people have depression issues. Mm. Um, not that I'm saying I have a depression issue, but I'm and nor am I as funny as. Yeah, Jim but you're Carrier not a stand-up guy. You're talking about people that do it for a living. Correct. Yeah, I'm not doing it for a living, but even on my own, I know. Thank being, God for that. We starve. <laughs> oh well, thank you so Sarcasm. much for that. See, there it is. She's just tossing it out there like a big matzo ball. Um. <laughs> But I, I do think that, um, back to your point, though, that the introvert and extrovert, I think that for me it's completely situational and I can't be prompted into being the funny guy. She's still laughing about the matzo ball comment, by the way. I... Because you what? I spit on the mic. <laughs> See, so I, I was the funny guy. I made her spit on the mic. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job talking through this topic. I think so too. But the the, the takeaways are 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 these: um, try to reel in the bad traits when you can, when confronted with with your bad trait flying out. Um, try to emphasize your good traits and um, be respectful of someone else's feelings in the yes. middle of a battle. Yes, and, Baba. and seek help when required. Yeah, 
And, there's, and if there's not, have a Pokemon bot, Pokemon battle. And I, I think a Poke battle would be, yeah, would be wonderful. Yeah. I want to be Jigglypuff. Oh, that was my favorite one. Well, I'm thinking because my belly jiggles like oh. Jigglypuff. That's what I was thinking. So those are our takeaways from uh, this little dive into our personal traits. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will be back next week with another wonderful podcast. And uh, we are working on lining up some some, uh, of our successful relationships to talk to. Uh, What are we, swingers? Yes. uh, Swinging on that pole. Um, but we're going to be, uh, talking to some of our, our close personal friends about their relationships and our relationships with them. And I think, uh, these are going to be, uh, super fun. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. Uh, really looking got forward some stuff to stuff lined up. Um, so we will be back, uh, next week or so whenever okay. that next podcast drops. Okay. We will have some more fun discussion. All right. All right. We will see you soon. Okay.